back to Alpi Parsha Podcast, your Torah portion podcast. Each month we'll do a bird's eye view of all the weekly Torah portions. Then we'll zoom in on a passage or theme that catches our eye. We'll connect it back to Judaism and our own lives. This month we'll be covering Vayera, Chaye Sarah, Toldot, and Vayetse. As always, I'm one of your co-hosts, Paul Saleka, and as always, I'm joined by... Aaron Rotenberg. Whoa, we've got our work cut out for us, Paul. How do you mean? Four, four Parshas. Oh, yes. We're going like to get that. through them. Yeah. We're going to bite into them. I mean, the whole Torah, but for this for this month. This is a good economy of scales, right? You know, you've heard of double Torah portions. This is a Here quadruple portion. And you've heard of the triennial cycle. This, this is also is... not that. <laughs> Something else. But also these Parshas have a lot going on. So, so lots of stories to tell. Before we get into that, how has your week been, though? Yeah, let me tell me a story about this. my week. Uh, my week's been good. Jenny and I went to our yearly, we like to go to Niagara once a year. Niagara region? Not the Niagara region. We have been going to uh, Niagara on the Lake, which mm-hmm. is a specific well-known region by the Niagara River. But this year we went to somewhere slightly different. It's like called the Benchlands. Mm. Uh, and we went to visit different wineries. We went antiquing. And I got an oil lamp and a analog reel-to-reel recorder that's sitting behind you, Paul. Maybe one day we'll record on analog and see what that's like. Oh, wow. You know, what Aaron is describing is those big recorders with two big discs that uh, looks like a Super 8 almost. Um, that's really fun. I used to go to Niagara on the Lake as a kid every year and then Niagara region as an adult because my friend lived there. So I'm glad you're continuing my tradition, um, which is probably where it's true. And I think I told you we went for I also want to go for a nature walk. And I don't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or not, but you said we went to Balls Falls. You You went to Balls Balls Falls. Falls. I was like, oh, I want to go to Balls Falls. (laughs) So we went there. Balls Falls is beautiful. Did you get into the into the entrance around St. Catharines or Grimsby and go for the walk through there? Small towns in Ontario are those towns that we're describing. Uh, I don't remember where we went in from, but there we saw some like old abandoned. There's like a mill and buildings that used to. It's like a ghost town in a forest by a waterfall. Just very. And you made it to the falls. We went to one of the falls. There's multiple falls. Yes, you always want to make. It. I did not make it to the falls last time I went to Balls Falls, mm-hmm. uh, but there's always next year. Um, as for me, did I have an interesting week? You know, I guess I... Yeah, what happened? What happened to me last week? Well, you know, as much as we said we wouldn't talk about what's happening in the news, you know, I've just been doing a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. supporting Jewish faculty and staff at work as a volunteer Jewish resource network. So that's been an interesting kind of thing to happen in my life because when you start an affinity-based club, a club essentially at your work, a volunteer-run club, you think it's going to be like cookies and cupcakes. Uh, But it's turned into something very serious and you know you know just hearing people out and hearing how they're feeling so that's been both meaningful but also challenging um so that's that happened last week and well i'm inspired hearing about how you're supporting people on campus at a time that's hard and i know it takes a lot from people i'm sure like yourself and it's meaningful to be offering that yeah it's true and like luckily I feel like and you're a Jewish leader, Aaron, and I'm a Jewish leader. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a Jewish leader yesterday. It's almost like we can all get together and commiserate almost a little bit. Like, oh, we're all a little 
tired right now. This friend, she also runs a Jewish resource network at a consulting company. Mm. Um, one of the big five, big four. I forgot the number was. We should know this as Jewish people. I didn't know. <laughs> Just kidding. I didn't say that. Um, but yeah, like uh, to all the Jewish leaders out there, I just want to say, I hear you. I see you. I know how tired you are. Um, and honestly, it's okay to take a break because sometimes people want to just vent and you don't have to always be around there. You can take a break for yourself. Uh, just want to, I, I'm telling you, whoever you are hearing this, this is, I'm say, saying this to you. You heard it here on the podcast. It's okay to take a break. We care about you. Yeah. And we also care about the Parshiots, mm. which are our constant companions throughout the yeah. year. And this month, the month of November uh, is the four Parsha we're going to be doing. So Aaron did do a beautiful summary last week of some themes of the Genesis. Mm. You're saying that it's the creation story, but also the creation story within families and a story of a family. And you said we should keep an eye out for these themes uh, as we read throughout Genesis. Yeah. And then we're also more in the thick of the family story of Abraham and Sarah, and then Isaac and Rebecca, and Jacob and Esau. We're going to go through all of these family issues and see a lot of the like tensions and also some of these themes that we mentioned about uh, conflicts of the family. We didn't describe it so fully, but maybe we will about like the older and younger sons having issues and this ongoing desire for fertility and keeping the family going uh, which will keep coming up in every generation here the door of a door <laughs> the door of a door indeed so yeah just another phrase we say in my household a lot like the door of a door it's from generation to generation oh yes that's true one thing we did last year that we did a really good job we should continue to do is explaining what words mean yes. the door of a door from generation to generation mm -hmm. um and it's just funny too because the synagogue i used to go to and still sometimes go to they play this really sweet version of lador vador during every bar mitzvah and you know mm. people know me as a somewhat cold and abrupt person but <laughs> is that true do they i think I they think do so. <laughs> okay i said that to someone else at work today they're like i don't think that about you um <laughs> But every time music does really touch me and every time i heard like it's uh by josh nelson he's mm. like the door of a door i know you know this tune because you were there some of those days it's true. Um, just always made me tear up you know like that's a that's a good one and then like the the university administrator who herself is famous now so i won't say her name but she would always come up to me like are you crying i know you're crying aren't you <laughs> But if you know, you know. Uh, so I'll be doing Vayera and Chay Sarah, and I'm going to throw it like a basketball um, to Aaron. So Vayera, uh, mm -hmm. in this Parsha, God, again, brought to us by our friends Chabad.org, as well as the Chumash called, what's your Art Chumash? Scroll. Art Scroll. Mm -hmm. um, Art Scroll and their spelling. That's another conversation. Um, so... In Vayera, God reveals himself to Abraham um, three days after uh, circumcision. Um, and then three guests appear uh, who are angels disguised as people. 
And they say that Sarah, who's barren, touching back to, I guess we wouldn't say barren anymore, but that's what Chabad.org said, uh, experiencing infertility. Mm. Um, Sarah laughs when she hears that she's going to give birth to sons because she's so old. And then Abraham got, uh, pleads to God to spare the wicked city of Sodom, and they have a whole negotiation. Uh, there's a whole thing with Lot and his two daughters, uh, and they get him drunk, and there's some, you know, things that happen that I won't get into uh, because of time. And then uh, Abraham goes to Gerar. And then he pretends that Sarah's his sister for reasons that I never really remembered, but you did explain to me last year. Um, and then uh, God suddenly remembers his promise to Sarah and gives him a son named Yitzhak, Isaac. And he circumcises, circumcises eight days. Uh, and then Abraham also, I didn't mention that he had a son with his with his servant Ishmael. So with his, with his servant Hagar mm. and she had Ishmael. And they are cast out of their community. Uh, and then there's the Akedah, the binding of Isaac, where God tests Abraham's devotion by commanding him to sacrifice Isaac. And for those who know me, I have done four sermons on this, Devar Torahs. Um, so if you ever need one, just email me. Um, and then we move into Chaye Sarah, which actually I've done quite a few on this one too. Um, Sarah dies, life of Sarah. And then... Uh, Abraham uh, sends his servants to find a way for Isaac and he sees this really nice girl, Rebecca, and he decides to get them together. It's kind of a putting together of them. And then, uh, yeah, Abraham has six more sons, I think. Uh, and then eventually he dies and is uh, buried and his two sons, Isaac and Ishmael, are not dead. And then we move into Toldot, which is where Aaron's going to take it over from here. Mm -hmm. In Toldot, which means uh, kind of the generations or story of, uh, starting with Isaac and Rebecca, the saga continues. And Rebecca is also at first dealing with infertility, uh, but then eventually gives birth to twins, of Jacob and Esau, who have, or Yaakov and Esau, who have very different personalities. Uh, there's a story where Esau, who's a hunter, comes home really tired and sells his birthright to his brother Jacob for some, must be really delicious soup. Uh, Isaac goes to Gerar, where there's a similar story of uh, you know something happening and telling everyone that Rebecca, Rebecca is not his wife but is his wife some mirroring of a story with Abraham uh, there's some treaty and making working things out with Avimelech and Isaac is realizes he's nearing the end wants to bless his beloved son who gets such nice game meat while he's hunting Asav, but in the end Rebecca helps Jacob uh, get the blessing instead by dressing him up in some hairy furs and Asav realizes he was tricked out of his blessing his firstborn blessing by his trickster brother Jacob Asav gets really mad 
Jacob needs to flee for his life from his home. Uh, and Esav marries a daughter of Ishmael. In Parshad Vayetze, Jacob is on the road, fleeing from his brother, uh, going towards Haran. And then he falls asleep as an amazing vision slash dream of a staircase or a ladder with angels going up or down and having a connection with the divine in that in that place which becomes known as Bethel uh, Jacob arrives at a place at a well a romantic well meets Rachel who uh, is both his cousin and they fall in love but Lavan Rachel's father doesn't really want him to marry his younger daughter Rachel before his older daughter Leah so the trickster Jacob gets tricked by Lavan and it all ends up working out Jacob marries Leah and Rachel Leah has no problem giving birth but it's a little bit hard for Rachel so Jacob also takes Bilha and Zilpah as uh as partners has children with them and then eventually rachel conceives and gives birth to joseph uh rachel is like sick of living with her father levan they get out of there they kind of jacob does some like breeding of the flocks trick to like get some flocks for himself and leaves from levan's house and uh Levan comes to try to see what happened to bring them back and they basically work things out they make a, a pact over some stones uh and call it a day wow that was a marathon that's Shkoach, a lot which means continued strength which more in the significance is you did a good job yeah so that's like it's quite a quite a tale we've got from these parshas. Yeah, like you could almost say that happening. this is like the matrix patriarchs uh, for Parshio. They actually kind of all, even though I put this together based on the Gregorian year, uh, I'm so sorry, Hebrew calendar. Um, it does all these four seem to go together. Like just talking about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Sarah, Rachel, Rebecca, Leah, um, Bilhazilpa, Bilhazilpa. <laughs> The most important people in the story. They sometimes uh, get a lot left out. It's nice to include them. Yeah, that's true. Like, um, yeah, I guess they did give birth to several of the tribes. Yeah. Um, in the sort of biblical version of surrogacy. Uh, so some of the themes you talked about last month, Aaron, that I'm already seeing here today is you talked a little bit about the ancestors show you the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm already seeing this in a few ways. Abraham is circumcised. Then Isaac is circumcised. That's one thing. Isaac meets his wife at well. Jacob meets his wife at as well. That's another mm. thing. Yeah. Uh, and then there was one more. But I'm forgetting it. Um, just this kind of like constant. And like you said as well. There's I think the, the running away piece for me that feels interesting. Mm-hmm. That Abraham's kind of like going off and wandering around. And then. Isaac a little bit, or Isaac like, I didn't talk about it, but he redigs the wells that Abraham dug. So there's like some explicit doing things to further your ancestors' work, but then also like 
Jacob very much is like running around a lot and going back and forth to places. So yeah, just kind of you talked about all, the, all that leaving and also about um, infertility being that recurring thing where I guess Sarah thinks she can't have the children, but then she does. I feel like Rebecca also has trouble having children, doesn't she? Give me a child or I shall die. Is that her? Yeah, um, at first she... It, no, it that's Hannah, little... isn't it? Who am I thinking said that? Oh, does Give Hannah me a child or I shall Hannah... die. <laughs> Maybe also Hannah says that. Uh, Rebecca does have some trouble giving birth but it like happens a little bit quick quicker we don't hear so many details i think isaac prays for her and then it happens rachel is the one who said uh give me children or i shall die to jacob Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so i was wrong on both accounts although i think some version of that probably has been said by many people in the talk and many people in the world you know um you know, me and Aaron are both 35. And, you know, I've actually had a lot of friends even in my own I'm life. I'm 37. Oh, yeah. Aaron is <laughs> I know, I two see years you. older than me. I know. My, my beard is so... Yeah, <laughs> full. it's gray. It's, uh, yeah, I'm laughing because it's gray. But, but yeah, Aaron is 37. I'm elder. 35. Yeah, I've, I've had a lot of friends, you know, struggle with fertility. And actually, mm-hmm. you know, Baruch Hashem, two friends, well, one friend and one acquaintance, had children this week. Um, oh, muzzle tough. Yeah, muzzle, big muzzle tough to them. We're so happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to brag, but I did pray for them to have healthy births, and they were. So I was like, <laughs> you, did, you did it, Paul. <laughs> I did it. You know, me and Hashem, that happened. <laughs> we were working on it. Um, that is one of the things that, like the the rabbis say, of like, why are these, why are righteous ancestors having such trouble giving birth? And some righteous people say. That God desires the prayers of the righteous, mm. encourages them to pray more. And God's like, ah, oh, great. Now that I've had your prayers, you can have your <laughs> children. But that's not that's not always how it works in in our in our lives. Although I have heard, you know, I know we said that um, science hasn't proved signs in last month, but mm. I thought science did prove prayer does work for some magical reason. Oh, um, I remember reading the study that thirty people meditated. And then the crime went down in a neighborhood. Although there's obvious hmm. correlate um, correlation equals causation issues. Like if there's 30 people meditating, probably that's Less a certain vibe in the neighborhood yeah. that is bringing down. Like, And they're now part of that neighborhood and part of that census, you know. Um, so it's not, it could be more of a correlation, not a causation. If you're meditating, you're not committing crime. I think if it actions. works, it works. <laughs> <laughs> Go with what works. So, yeah, you were saying, though, that the rabbis uh, kind of speak to this a little bit, how they God desires our prayers to make things happen. Like, what's... Yeah, but as I say that, that feels hard, right? Like, that's not that's not what how we want to relate to God. And also not how, how I want to re- relate to fertility, because there's, like, just all sorts of other issues that come up. And it's not about, like, if you want it enough, right? There's, like, serious yeah. challenges that people have to be working through. And this is maybe like minimizing it a little bit um so i don't want to hold on to that too strongly but i mean i do want to take a hot take that i think people should try to pray more like not even in a religious way but just kind of like i think mm-hmm. that outlet for our desire and our hope for peace in our life like it it's almost like it needs a place to live so whether for some people who are more secular it's like you mm-hmm. want to say universe I'm like, say universe, but say like regularly, like consistently pray to the universe. Like, 
I pray to a very Jewish God in a very traditional sense. Uh, but I think for people who are more uh, spiritual types, I think, you know, still having a regular prayer practice, I think, is really beneficial, you know. I agree. I am into it these days. Do you pray? I wasn't always. Uh, I do. And one of the, like the Hebrew word for prayer that we often use is lehit palel, right? It's this reflexive verb of like judging yourself or like working on yourself, judging yourself favorably. And I think it's also part of what I'm hearing and what you're saying. That is about like knowing what we deeply desire, right? Mm-hmm. It's about knowing ourselves better and that helps us live more aligned lives. So it's not only about like putting it out to a divine being or presence, which I also find an important part of it, but like also knowing and uncovering pieces of yourself and doing a regular practice. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it that I've never articulated until hearing you say it like that, that when we pray and talk about our desires, we get to know our desires. We get to know ourselves. We get to know, like you talked about last month, how we do have this alignment within us, a path, a compass that's moving us a little bit. And through prayer, we can find that a little bit. And talking about these, our ancestors, uh, they're always leaving and going somewhere and following a sort of compass. Um, Yeah, you know, it just really, it's really giving me, you always give me a lot to think about, Aaron, and today is no exception. Mm. Um, Just thinking about some of those passages that speak to that a little bit. And this is not necessarily speaking to that, but one one of my favorite sections that I don't want to skip over is this Jacob's Ladder uh, piece. Let's do a deep dive. Let's do a deep dive there, because the rabbis, as we're talking about prayer, the rabbis also in the Talmud have this... uh, Lay, lay out that each of the patriarchs is responsible for instituting a different one of the three daily prayer services mm-hmm. and uh, Jacob is imagined as being the first person to do the evening prayer Ma'ariv or Arvit and the proof of it is this uh, nighttime encounter that he has uh, that results in this vision of the ladder and uh, why don't we, uh, can we read this, some of the passages around the ladder just to get a yeah. sense of it? Yeah, so at the beginning of Parshat Vayetze. Yeah, I think it's chapter 28, verse uh, 10. 28, verse 10, yeah. I just know the Torah by heart. You're, I was not Googling it, it at Chabad.org. <laughs> uh, shall we do some Hebrew? Hebrew English back and forth. Why don't you be the Hebrew and I'll be the English as is our as is our tradition. Okay. And Jacob left Be'er Shava and went to Haran. And there he arrived at the place and lodged there because the sun had set. And he took some of the stones of the place and placed them on his head. Sounds uncomfortable. And he lay down at that place. And he dreamt, and behold, a ladder set up on the ground and 
its top reached the, to the heaven, and behold, angels of God were ascending and descending upon it. And behold, the Lord was standing over him, and he said, I am the Lord, God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land which you are lying to, you, I will give it to you and your seed. Mm. And your seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and you shall gain strength westward and eastward and northward and southward. And through you will be blessed all the families of the earth and through your seed. And behold, I am with you, and I will guard you wherever you go. And I will restore you to this land, for I will not forsake you until I have done what I have spoken concerning you. And Jacob, Jacob, and Jacob awakened from his sleep and said, Indeed, the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was frightened, and he said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gates of heaven. Wow, that passage really hit hard, again, because of the thing we're not talking about, the news. Mm. Um, yeah, but that's really powerful. What were some things, I guess, that brought that brought to mind for you, Aaron, which is why you wanted to bring it up? Well, the part that I was referencing was at, at the very beginning, but maybe it's also right, even like right when you say it hit hard, mm-hmm. the word that they that the rabbis are like oh where is the prayer what verb is jacob praying it's right here in verse 11 right here this translates said he encounters the place but means to be like somehow like almost hurt by but to be like so deeply impacted by being in a place that's like what prayer is about somehow Mm -hmm. to feel like deeply moved in this in a way a precious type of pain yeah like nostalgia mm-hmm. but a nostalgia for the present mm-hmm. nostalgia for the present yeah mm-hmm. that's from uh if all the seas were ink i didn't think of that line but um oh. the famous book on the Dafyomi. yeah and then the last uh the part that we were reading maybe we both knew that we were reading to get to was this song that we sing yes. at uh how beautiful is this place but the line that precedes it that God's here and I didn't know right that's there is presence charged presence here in this very place maybe in this very moment but we might not always be aware of it right? like trying to open our awareness to be somehow in touch with what's what's here in the present right? maybe it's that nostalgia or whatever that mixture of feelings and emotions that like helps us arrive here 
I think, you know, that is something I needed to hear that God's grace is present, whether we're receptive to it or not at that moment. But when we are receptive to it, that's when we obviously can feel it. And we're not receptive to it. That's when it passes through us. Yeah. Right. It's an interesting story that the, the model of prayer that I think we're talking about is we should take time every evening. The rabbis are saying like our ancestor Jacob to like be open and like try to be receptive. Mm-hmm. But what the story of Jacob is he fell asleep, right? Is he being like, so it makes me think that maybe we can try to be open to it, but also maybe sometimes it'll come even if we were sleeping or even if we're not doing it, like, use the word grace maybe sometimes grace can also we can be graced with Mm -hmm. awareness and opening and just kind of circling back to the academic theme almost of ancestor worship that uh hashem does i think it's hashem or an angel uh does Mm -hmm. mention his ancestors he says Mm -hmm. uh i am the lord god of abraham your father and the god of isaac uh maybe not realizing he'd be such a big part of the jewish people as well Kind of reminds me, I guess, what... Didn't God say something like that to Moses, too? Like, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah, nice. Um, and that's what we say in our prayers. We're always saying, like... Elohe Abraham, Elohe Yitzchak, Elohe Yaakov. Which is... Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we say, Elohe Rivka, Elohe Rachel, Elohe Elohe Zilpa, Elohe Zilpa. Some people, some people do say that, and I think that that is a nice addition, too. But we add the matriarchs in in our prayers, or I do at least. Uh, but the patriarchs are quoting that line is quoting, as you're referencing, Paul, uh, God speaking to Moses. So we're like used to mentioning all three of them in our prayers. But here it's interesting that God's talking to Jacob. So he can only mention the other, only Abraham and Isaac. <laughs> he's yeah, Jacob. he's like, he but don't worry. Next you're gonna time, make, you're going to make I, it. You're going to be on the list. It's like, uh, um, and you know, what Aaron was referencing earlier, because I think it's kind of fun to give insights into our lives, is that uh, me and Aaron for years have done Tashlich together, which is the casting of your sins from the fi- previous year into a body of water. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a significant event in our in my year that me and my husband consider it the anniversary of when we started dating because we became official one Tashlich. 2020 Mm. um but yeah so just to kind of connect it to this phrase as well that when me and aaron i mean i don't want us to get us murdered but when we go to the cedarvale ravine um (laughs) it's where all the all the shuls in toronto it's true they might not murder us they might murder some (laughs) of us first um they being you know the ceases um i'm just kidding obviously i don't think ceases is gonna Murderous. like oh, this is gonna listen to our podcast yeah and go through everything l- listening in uh you know we take some sticks because traditionally people throw bread for uh but we throw sticks because when birds eat bread it uh it's not good for them and we throw these sticks and then we cast ourselves of our sins um we say mano rahamakom haze because well actually i don't know you're the one who picked the song aaron but i've known it separate from you uh, through or halev as well a jewish meditation group because i guess in that moment that place is an awesome place like this is mm-hmm. the place yeah. where we have released of our sins and it's honestly it's like a family reunion if you go to cedarville ravine mm-hmm. in toronto by uh-huh. bathurst and eglinton and st Clair, um 
there's just a lot of Jewish people performing Tashlik across all denominations, and it is a real beautiful coming together. Um, it really is an awesome place, and uh, it does kind of how we say we're kind of harking back to Moses, even though we don't take our shoes off. I think God says something to Moses like, "Take your shoes off. This is holy ground." Mm. So similarly, it just feels like a holy place with their shoes on. Um, this with this year, there was somebody who took their shoes off and went went into the. Were you, oh. Did you see that? Judah, I should yeah. say his name. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was nice. No, that was he was nice. really nice. Yeah. I, if if you're hearing this, Judah, I really appreciate you bringing us all those snacks. Uh, <laughs> it's quite appreciated. Were good snacks. Um, so yeah, just I think both connecting back to the ancestor worship and connecting back how our ancestors show us the way. Also, just if we listen to our ancestors and we listen to God, and we can, if we're stillness with ourselves through prayer, uh, we can hear these directions of these compasses within us who can hopefully listen in a right way um it's just it's a i think a message i needed more mm-hmm. than ever um considering the things that i'm not talking about you know happening in the world yeah and it's not without challenge right like jacob it's his life is hard at the mm-hmm. end of his life we haven't gone there everybody's gonna say my life was hard yeah like yeah, running away from your brother like he's getting having to marry the wrong person and, and working with your jerk uh, father-in-law and then <laughs> trying to run away and being scared of your brother this whole time it's like it's it's tough for him but it seems like he gets connected like he makes it through and mm-hmm. he becomes the model for all of us he becomes israel our mm-hmm. namesake that's true israel and his son judah <laughs> becomes our other namesake Judah, Jewish, Israel, Jews. Israel. Yeah. Um, These are stories that show us the way. Yeah, that show us the way. And they've shown us the way on this episode of I'll Be Partial Podcast where we talked about our ancestors and prayer and listening. And I think that's just a great place to end on that summary. What yeah, do you think? I think that's a great place to end, indeed. Well, then that means that I've been Paul Salika. And I've been and continue to be Aaron Rotenberg. Have a great month.